0: You're listening to Intentional Charfing, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff, with your hosts, Jen and Brian. You can find us on scienceboobies.com, that's right, boobies. A Gug.
1: Well, it's my... I invented the Derm, and it's my cultural reappropriation to a... Wait, wait a second.
0: To... Wait wait. Stop there. You got really in trouble from reappropriating things, Jen, already, so why would you do that again?
1: It's because I really honestly love the word gay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why don't you just use the word gay?
1: Because I... I'm not a homosexual.
0: Uh okay. Well, I mean nobody's perfect, right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so And
1: Yeah, well I just thought if we could have it in there twice then it would sort of undo itself and it would kinda help us move past this whole egocentric sexual identity problem that has been exacerbating in society lately.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends in the, in the gay culture. Um, I should introduce this, this term to them. It, it may spread, you know,
1: it's, it's not for every homosexual person. It's, it's when you're ready to take that step and really say, I am an awesome person. And that is not, you know, the majority shareholder in my awesomeness is not my sexual orientation. That's a journey in and of itself. But I accept it that it's a journey and not a final, like specific, predefined destination. Which, by putting labels on things, as cheesy as that sounds, it does kind of trap you in a, in a particular uh, identity. And in the case of these uh, very specific gender orientations, what they can actually cause you to kind of get trapped in
0: okay, so unhealthy thinking patterns. So, do you have to be gay to use the word gug, or is this, a, is this a term for non-gays?
1: It's a term for every single person who's ready to have egotistical and sexual self-transcendence.
0: So, that's a good thing, right?
1: I think it's really good. It can get you in trouble with people who aren't comfortable with facts.
0: Okay. So at some point, you have to
1: renegotiate your your relationships with people. And that's what I'm kind of hoping to create the community around this shared value of just of being an awesome person, being open to that personal development, but not linking it necessarily to a, a fixed sexual orientation, but still being still kind of being aware of different aspects of personal expression. But there's a lot of problems in the modern day LGBT paradigm.
0: Well, but you're, see, you're not part of that. I don't think you are. See, the, to the listeners out there, just to let you know, Jen and I are still getting to know each other. So there's many things about Jen that I'm actually not sure I know. So, Jen, uh, are you part of the LGBTQ community?
1: I want to say that I am, because for me, it's all about everybody being in the same community as much as possible. And then the the, the sort of shit disturbers, self-excluding,
0: Okay, well, I was talking about... That's part of
1: why why the title of it is somewhat (laughs) off-putting, because it's meant to, if you're that superficial, just sort of, you don't even want to come into it in the first place. There's no initial attraction.
0: Well, I guess what I meant was, uh, are you an active participant in the LGBTQ community?
1: Not at the present moment. Okay. By the way Um, that it's currently defined. I would like to broaden the definition to include fetish sexuality, because to me it's like, why not include that within LGBT? And I had a nice. conversation with the uh, moderator of, or the, uh, I guess, the administrator of a very popular Facebook um, group called Have a Gay Day. And it was a just nice totally name. Blew me off.
0: They, what did they say?
1: He totally just blew me off. And he said that he didn't think that fetish was, well, first the excuse was there's too many individual fetishes. To to have it be part of the community, and I said, just make it an umbrella term.
0: Yeah, and And then he
1: said, and then there was another blow off well where he said, well, I never thought that that fetish sexuality was sole visibility. I didn't really know what that meant because I know it's one of those in group out group sort of new speak kind of things, and then I realized at that moment that it had just become a self indulgent, egocentric paradigm that wasn't worth saving because he didn't see me as someone he even wanted to bring into that community and to me when a community becomes like that insular uh it's sort are of are you calling I, the
0: lgbtq community uh, insular or the whole they community, weren't always
1: or? necessarily insular but i would say that the recent trends have been in that direction as a part of the sort of enhanced hysteria of an increasingly victim-centered culture
0: okay i, I got to. Go back up about 20,000 feet with you, Jen. So, um, are, are you pro, pro-LGBTQ, pro-gay yeah, rights? I
1: don't want to stop people from doing something consensual. There are issues with what's consensual, right? Okay. In the public domain, you know, you want to – there are conversations to have as regards to what is appropriate decorum, but, you know, we're not, people aren't having sex in public either, right?
0: Okay, so, but so i I gotta nail this down before you go any further, so are you pro gay rights? Yes or no?
1: I think it really i uh, I think that I would never want to deny anybody the The problem with the word like right is that there's an illusion. there's no such thing as a right. There's only what you assume is something you right. should have or have access to now. If you want to say should should uh, homosexual people have the right to get married well, I think their' their unions should be recognized. I don't know why they want to be associated with religions that don't accept them and I totally agree with you married. but so it's th- like sometimes, i don't I don't know if I want to say that I haven't even have an opinion in all that because I think yeah. you have to kind of consult the stakeholders and and oh, maybe God, have to do oh, you yeah, think everything's so
0: complicated. complicated. Okay. So. It is a
1: complicated issue Because I the thing is I'm a libertarian to the core, but at the same time, if you let libertarianism go too far, then you have people like extremist groups that really that they exist basically only to desecrate um things that, that are you know, that they're they're working counter to other other groups that are basically just they're not hurting anybody. It's like trolling. It's like at what point do you wanna
0: sort okay, of so draw that line? Because it's very not
1: the of a bunch of religious people for no reason other than to be antagonistic, well, you know, it, I guess people's religions means a lot more to them than it does to me. Because to me, the word well, like marriage, it's a strictly religious connotation. That would be, to me, obviously, the civil union part, no problem. But the only issue that could get hairy is what you actually mean by marriage. And if you're trying to force, a, let's say you're trying to force a priest to marry you through some religious law, yeah. that doesn't seem right.
0: Well, that's not what they're asking for. They're asking to have the same legal marriage rights, and those rights right now are only contained in the union of marriage, even um, legal – what's it called – Joint uh, partnerships or whatever they don't re- it's, it's a patchwork of rights and it's not totally state to state um, it's not totally international if you say you're married you could be in any country in the world and it's accepted with the same rights and that 's what Gay you bond. it's the, the same basic partnership rights unfortunately, there is not something called life partnership that they can uh, strive to get that has the same weight economically socially politically um, but they have the only thing they can strive for is to have the definition of marriage include them. So it's not like they're trying to, like, get in on, on the whole religious thing. They're not. They just want the same. They want to be able to, like, uh, visit their relatives in, 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 the, uh, in the ER, um, the right of, uh, to uh, inherit property, things like that, without having to go through piles of paperwork for some partnership or something. And, and I think that's all they really want. And, I'm, and t- I'm totally for that. I just want to be very clear. I'm for... i clear on
1: that, for, too. Like, there's nothing from a legal standpoint that I would want to ever um, stop anybody from doing. I, <clears throat> you know, it's it's hard because then there's there's the issue of, let's say somebody marries 10 women and then wants yeah. to go on welfare. Does he get 10 women worth of welfare? Or, like, how does the state recognize that? There's that issue. And then there's also the issue of have of, like... Targeting religious leaders who personally aren't comfortable—it's like the cake thing. Did you hear about the, they didn't yeah, want to make what? a cake for a gay couple, and it's
0: like—that's that, a really hard one. You're, to
1: you're coming up. I have up the answer you're, to that. Jen. Okay, what is the answer?
0: The answer is uh, they should immediately triple the taxes on that cake company, and they should immediately imprison um, all the uh, employees and owners of that company for a period of 30 days to teach them a lesson against anti-gay bigotry. What do you think?
1: Putting them in jail for 30 days to teach them a lesson against anti-gay bigotry. Well, they're operating a business, so probably that would cause their business to go under.
0: I it guess I'm just the, not convinced.
1: I'm, I'm not but convinced that's what they get. that. Okay, here's the thing: if, we, if you give them, if you give them all the legal rights, the name, the word "marriage," arguably you could say that there's a religious connotation to there. You could also argue there's a social connotation. So there would need to be some kind of Agreement there, and I think that's where you're not going to get an agreement. Is is again, you come down to the words. Some people that the, they hear the word marriage and that's sacred to them. So, you know, you want to talk Fuck about religious freedoms and, and also having them. this freedom of, of association. Those two things cannot exist 100% in their context, and you can't enforce well, that pe- by
0: putting people in jail then the people that think marriage is this holy institution can go fuck themselves because it's not. Marriage started as a way to exchange property from one family to another, usually a woman well, against exactly. her will, That's usually why. underage. That's why have
1: a much better chance of winning if they focus solely on the legal aspects. But no, they're not focusing yes, but on the legal can't, aspects. are focusing you, on the entire picture rather than just say, okay, legal aspects, work on the name part later. Like why not just do it piecewise? The thing everyone's going to agree on I don't – the thing is I don't have an opinion about the word. I'm just – I'm telling you the issues with marriage. You have I don't a lot of opinions on it because
0: you're talking a lot about it. About marriage? Yes. We've been talking about it the last 20 minutes. You must have an opinion. You've been talking about it. You obviously have a viewpoint.
1: These are the issues because for me, opinions, they just – they don't exist like that. My own opinion is I don't really want to have a big fluffy marriage for myself because it seems like a lot of mine.
0: I can't picture you throwing a bouquet. I just really can't. <laughs> I can picture, this is what I can picture, says so it's all listed. I can picture Jen getting married and then immediately um, hopping in uh, uh, the Pontiac Firebird with her, her new uh, um, progressive um, husband, who's also a billionaire uh, gold miner and uh, owns the chain of dance studios. And I, I can picture them driving off in the sunset, popping wheelies and spinning tires out. All the while, Jen, with a megaphone, berating and chastising all the guests all the at the wedding for, for taking part in such a, such a, such a, a, a bigoted, religious, outdated custom. <laughs> that's what I picture.
1: I would actually prefer a Dodge Charger, specifically <laughs> 1973 Dodge Charger, because that's the one from the hero of Burn Notice, Michael Weston.
0: Do you, do, you, do you want to know some trivia about Burn Notice, actually? I, I got some trivia for you about that show.
1: I would love to hear that.
0: Okay. No one has watched Burn Notice in the last seven years. <laughs> no one. And if you do, you're the only one.
1: <laughs> I just feel like there's a bunch of people that haven't seen it yet, and they haven't realized it. It's like I've never guys, watched
0: it. No dude, one has ever watched it.
1: Matrix divided by CIA.
0: Right. I need to get some, some more opinions out because I want to make sure that everyone's clear in my opinion. I'm pro-gay marriage. I wish they could, I wish instead of trying to uh, have marriage include them since marriage has such a horrible beginnings throughout the world, it basically, basically, like I said, uh, basically it's a transfer of property. It's very misogynistic. It's, it, it's not about love. It never was. It got turned into in many cultures about love, but that's not, not really what it is. So... Really? In our modern day,
1: people convince themselves it's about love,
0: and well, we I know, have but they
1: have to realize these associations have deep cultural roots. They have deep religious roots. They're and then all about won't...
0: slavery. They're all about a woman becoming a slave to a man. That's what marriage was. So I okay. I think... So
1: that's that's a very vast. Vast oversimplification and treating women like property. Yes, that's a common theme throughout well, history, but general authoritarianism. But to try to associate a moral value to that is fallacious. It's just what I'm happens. Not to, I'm not trying to.
0: I'm not trying to do any such thing. I'm just saying that it's it's about slavery, which is about people being treated as property. Um, well, it's hard that's because what I
1: that's what you're saying should gay people be able to be married, and then, then on the other hand you're saying marriage is a dead institution and, and there's no place for it in a polite society. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about something else. But Before we get to the next, I just want to, again, try to clarify this. Um, pro-gay marriage pro-gay rights, I wish the gay community of the world could create a new partnership that was totally based on equality and love that wasn't related to the historical uh, slave um, property transfer misogynistic ownership that, that, <laughs> uh, that, down. that marriage down started down. as.
1: Yeah. What? Let's say there's legal aspect and then there's yeah. naming aspect. And well, let's make that two different battles.
0: I, I just want to like, clarify one more time, because I, I, every time I start clarifying, Jen, you, you jump in, So I just want to, like, just take a seat, let me just clarify this. Marriage started as a way to transfer property and turn women into slaves by treating them as property and exchanging them for uh, a herd of sheep or herd of cattle or whatever. That's how it started millennia ago. And they kept the name marriage even though today, a lot of the time in a lot of countries, it's about love and commitment, yada, 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 which is great, but really, if two people want to get together with love and commitment and equality, they shouldn't call it marriage because of marriage's obviously horrible origins. They should, and this would be great, this would be my way of doing things, create something called um, life partnerships, but it would have to be accepted, like, by the UN, by, like, every country and every state, so that if, if you and your life partner were from Canada and then you went to like the Soviet Union or Saudi Arabia, you would be granted the same rights as if you were married, but it would be called something different. So you you couldn't trace your loving relationship back to to some guy, you know, selling uh, his daughter for like a herd of sheep. That's my viewpoint.
1: I don't think that's a very popular viewpoint. I think most people Ah. don't. I I think it's a valid (laughs) viewpoint. I, I mean, I think it's, there, there are a lot of, uh, Insights, but at the same time, most people uh, i just feel like most women especially they're they just want to have like the blushing bride that
0: image of being but that's,
1: oh I've been planning my wedding since I was a kid
0: that's that's all fake that that that's all it's it's all window dressing. Well, there's no it, it, doubt
1: that it's that it's superficial, but there's no way you're going to convince the women that they don't want this dream that they've. I can. I thing can. Is there's a heavy amount of indoctrination in the media, but it's subtle. It's like the whole plot of the movie is somebody moving towards, you know, a, a wedding or some sort of happily ever after. It's a very uh, it's very culturally ingrained. So I'm just oh. saying it's. It's a great – it's not an ignoble idea, and, and there, you know, if there's baggage associated to the word that, that we want to sort of – we want to, let's say, divorce ourselves from that. Sorry for the shitty pun, uh, historically and culturally, but we wanted to represent sort of the height of that interpersonal commitment, but also commitment to growth. I'm open to finding a new word for that, and, and, and you know, why does there have to be a focus on gender? Let's not put the focus on gender.
0: I didn't say anything about gender.
1: That's, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you don't even have to have the gay conversation because it's not about can gay people do it too. It's, it's anybody can do this. This is just something that, you know, we are now taking, we are going to step away from this, this slave-oriented past. We're going to
0: mm-hmm. say,
1: you know, whatever's happened, happened, but now we want a different title. And given, you know, how alert and just awakened gave we all are,
0: I just we don't gave care you the about title. gay. I just gave you the title, Life Partners.
1: That sounds really gay.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. I want, I want to pause you for another second here because I still didn't get my, my point out. Okay, so I gave my point about marriage versus life partnership. I just want to make sure, anyone listening, I'm pro-LGBTQ. I'm pro-gay rights. I'm pro-gay marriage only because it's really the only practical way to get partnership equality right now is to expand the definition of marriage to include everyone. So I'm for that. If I was God, I would... Make everyone realize that marriage is, is a transfer of ownership and has to do with misogyny and slavery and everything, and that only the real religious bigots would ever want actually want to get married, and everyone else that wanted an equal, um, uh, compassionate um, mm-hmm. marriage based on a partnership of love and respect would only want to be life partners. That's what I would do if I was God, but I'm not, so, so I have to just you know take a back seat.
1: What you're saying is you want to give everyone. The equal opportunity to be silently judged by you
0: well the equal opportunity yes yes and 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 just for some more clarification jen um the example i gave about the the cake company i misspoke and let me just clarify um what i would do to that company if they refused to make the cake for the gay couple you know i mentioned putting them in jail for a month really I, i think I've revised my opinion, and I've had an evolution in what I think the, the resolution on that would be. All you have to do is tell them they have to, you know, make the cake for that. A couple, If they invoke their religious privilege, we sit them down for 90 days' worth of intense psychotherapy um, with some world-class <laughs> psychiatrists. No, I will explain to them,
1: just, just listen, just listen.
0: So... That will explain to them with deep intervention-style uh, boot camp-style sessions that their their Christian God is, is nothing. It's not any more real than than Zeus and, and, and uh, Perseus. It, it's 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 fake. It's 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 totally fictional. So got all their
1: religious conversion. Again. You're talking about forced religious conversion, which sounds really good on paper, but it almost always ends in genocide. No, no, no.
0: I, I'm not saying forced religious I just want them to know that their beliefs are based on bullshit. And well, then... that's not going
1: to change their beliefs, because uh, science has shown that the, when a person is shown contradictory evidence to their existing beliefs, the reaction in many cases <sighs> is to cling more desperately to the beliefs, and that has to do with how the ego in terms of continuity. The shock is too deep, so they, they end up more recessed. So it's I have to- the
0: solution to this. I have the solution to this, Here. okay? So you, you put them through 90 days of intense boot camp intervention style psychotherapy along with um, a heavy regimen of antipsychotic drugs uh, and Prozac, which will hopefully, you know, release them from their you know, their blind faith to this incredibly you know, misogynistic and vicious and, and <laughs> religion, okay? You said but the word then-
1: misogynistic like 15 times tonight.
0: Well, because the whole world is misogynistic. But listen, I'm not done yet. The whole
1: world is not misogynistic. That is an insane assertion.
0: Just just listen. listen. Okay, so they get that intense therapy for 90 days. Mm -hmm. Then, if they still don't want to make the cake for that couple, all you do is you force them to hold signs in front of their their establishment saying that um, they are uh, religious bigots, and uh, they're going to sit out there until they decide to make the cake for, for that couple. And if they don't, they get to stay out there. And if people want to feed them, that's fine. But, but they don't they have to stay out there um, until they, you know, come to their senses. Um, this could take months, years. I don't really care. Uh, but we have to set an example for the rest of the world so that people realize they can't just own a, a, a cake store and tell a loving gay couple that they can't, you know, make a cake for them just because of their deeply held bullshit beliefs we have to make an example
1: no no i i'm I'm not i'm not okay here here's the thing i just worry about bullies taking advantage of loopholes okay so you know imagine you're a priest and a couple a gay couple comes and you know by some you know brings a police officer to intimidate you into letting them get married it's like what part of that is loving i'd rather i'd much rather the priest consent to the huh? i mean then then you just have to worry about finding enough consenting priests and i i just i don't feel like that is an issue I, I feel like there's enough of them out there as far as the cakes that's another issue because it's like maybe there's only one cake shop in the city right and it's it's you a know? very difficult issue to to go into because you don't want to alienate people who have deeply held religious beliefs and to, to tell them oh well science is inconsistent with your religious beliefs it's like that may be something their ego is just not ready to hear.
0: I have a better idea. And this will actually please you a little bit, Jen. This will <laughs> kind of – no, let's listen, listen, listen to this, okay? So if they don't want to make the cake for the gay people, fine. I'm going to say option B, you don't have to make the cake. See? Everyone's happy? Great. But, 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 uh, you have to have the words, I believe in a fictitious bullshit religion tattooed to their foreheads. <laughs> and, that is, and every year –
1: in this vibe, because honestly, if you think about what the media represents, and I was contemplating this a lot lately, is we've we've sort of seen in the last little while the utter failure of the media to to fill a significant cultural void. People are just desperate for for you know you can talk about Trump, Alex Jones. These I don't want to say they're mediocre, but they've there's patchy past, but there's still their they're popularity. Divisive because they're, they're just so much more genuine than, than the mainstream and, and so that the fact that, that that mainstream is so superficial and mediocre just it's really it's, it's at a point where I think we need to take a step back and build something better rather than just complain about what's there
0: now well there's lots to complain about and there's lots to do. I mean we could spend the rest of our lives you know writing wrongs like you know the uh, the bigoted cake couple uh, why don't we
1: create a parallel society where this kind of stuff Will stop happening over time because people will all be gugs, or well, at least they'll want to be gugs.
0: There'll be an entire population of, uh, of religious bigots that won't ever, you know, submit to becoming gugs. We could make forced gugization. We we
1: won't ever have to because we will become the thing everybody wishes they were by virtue of being <clears throat> gugs.
0: So the entire world will strive towards gugdom.
1: Um, I want to say that I don't think Gugdum is the ultimate stage, but I think it's something that in this culture, most people who are at that higher level of a intelligence and B sensitivity, that could be, you know, a little more skewed, on the emotional side, more on the intellectual side, there is a range there, those people, you know, I think they're ready for that next, you know, just, it's like taking a step back and rather than coming in on the same level as everybody else, it's just assumed, you know. Your assessment of reality is superior, and people should. I don't want to my say that my assessment to of reality knowledge. is superior. It's not about bowing to someone's knowledge. It's about just saying, okay, I trust that there is a knowledge, and I trust that this person's like their whole life is basically about pursuing knowledge. So if they're going to tell me something, then I should trust them that they're right, and that their ego isn't going to necessarily. There may be some egotistical coloring, but we're kind of working towards being you, neutral in our assessments of things.
0: You should trust that I'm right, then. In in my solutions to these to these, uh, gay right and 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 uh, er, gay erotic cases. K- k- well,
1: you issues. seem to be very passionate on the issue, which is amazing because that that's exactly what we need. I'm just saying that the current LGBT movement has some serious problems in it, and unless those problems every are movement
0: has problems in it. Every movement has but problems.
1: But some, some problems are irreparable. So when those problems are rooted in Marxism, i.e. Right. the reason that they won't accept the fetish community is because of a Marxist belief where women can't be willing submissive, you're alienating an extremely vulnerable section of the population, which then just basically has fet life to go to, which is a disgusting shithole of vaginas basically popping up everywhere. And it's not even really all that fetish-oriented because people are that unoriginal because it is so closeted. And the wait, gate- wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the failure up. to assess that tells me that they don't really understand what, uh, you know, like it was the same thing with the leather culture and, and, and gay male culture. Like Wait,
0: the, Jen, that back up. What's this about, you got to back up for a second. What's this about vaginas popping up everywhere?
1: I'm just saying that vet life is not a viable alternative to the LGBT community because the LGBT community is out there. So what I'm it's saying is if you life. want to be out there with your sexuality basically on a platter for everybody to see, you have to include everybody which, in that.
0: Which may, in, uh, may also be a fetish in and of itself, putting your sexuality on a platter. Which
1: means that if you do not include the fetish community, then they are just as bigoted as the quote-unquote religious bigots who won't bake them a fucking cake. So I'm saying that it's a double standard for that to go and apply this religious bigot notion to the cake people when they have their own prejudices rooted in Marxist ideology that a female can't do willful submission because she's being exploited, which is a complete fallacy. And I've, I've heard this echoed from many submissive women. So this is not uh, like, it's not just my gripe here.
0: Well, I certainly wouldn't be one to, to, to silence your gripes. Um, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're giving them and putting them out there on platter, as you say. Um, oh,
1: I don't want that to be the case. That's what I'm saying. Call it Gug. Make everything just about being Gug. And that way you don't fetishize the identity. You're not like, oh, my God, I'm a lesbian. I'm so obsessed with being a lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. And then at some point, it's like there's no return on that because the human identity is so complex and multifaceted that maybe just like attaching to those specific uh, identifiers is just going to cause confusion. And you see people with these sex identities and being so adamant about them. And for the average person, it's just not on their radar.
0: I just realized something. We've been talking since the beginning of this show about gugs, and we have not actually um, explained the acronym. So why don't you do okay,
1: that? Okay, so Gay Universal Gaylord is like – is you know how political correctness is basically fascism, but micro-fascism? Wait.
0: Gay what Gaylord? Universal. Gay Universal Gaylord. That's good. However, right? I'm going
1: to tell you one of my proxies is calling it Gay Ultimate Gaylord. So – we do allow for mm. certain personal expression or quantum mechanical fluctuations because honestly, I want people to have their own personal expression. I'm not I saying don't was, have their own yeah. spin on it. I'm just saying don't get so micro, you know, myopic on the gender because people like us, honestly, as much as we're probably mostly towards one gender or another, there's always mm-hmm. going to be some some variations and some openness and just some general. Jug- I could draw jug- you sentences.
0: a map of all the genders in the world. And it would look like these two ocean waves crashing against each other. And on one side you have male, one side you have female. And then on the top, the, the foamy crest, the foamy, the, the foamy creme friche on top, so to speak, that's where you have all the little idiosyncratic um, sexual preferences, uh, transsexual, gay, lesbian, bisexual, whatever, in that top kind of foamy area, which is great. That's the way it should be. And that's the way it is throughout time. You have two main genders, and then you have the frothy top. Perfect. That's the way it it always has been. But these religious bigots, these misogynistic assholes, don't want to acknowledge the frothy top. And that's the problem.
1: That's where we have to do the outreach work to go out and say, please accept everyone, and please see that you've been, you know, in your painting yourself as the perpetual victim here, Um, you have really neglected a lot of other people who've had it a lot worse than you and your visibility, you know, I I don't want to go full on head on. Um, but I honestly do see the LGBT community as the big, probably one of the bigger hypocritical, the bigger offenders of hypocrisy in the modern world, unfortunately.
0: Uh, I don't really agree with you, although I will say I'm finding it quite interesting and Disappointing in a lot of ways that the trans community and the LGBT community seem to be at odds, which is so strange.
1: Well, you know, I think there's a diff- there's a real sort of divide between what the media says is happening and what's actually happening, and you get that mm-hmm. blowback and the YouTube sort of uh, explosive YouTubers <laughs> uh, promoted largely by the alternative media, and, and you kind of see that there's a secondary voice where they're kind of just saying. Uh, well, basically what it's telling me is, is the, the highest intellectual and sensitive people are basically crying out for something better that doesn't quite exist yet, and I'm just throwing out ideas right now hopefully build something longer term that we can all maintain together and really feel like we're building it, because like, okay. you've got your own opinions, i got my own views on things. I don't really like to think of myself as having super strong opinions, but... Uh, try to actually, a little, back.
0: Let's, let's back up there, Jen. Uh, based on your Facebook posts, you do have very, very strong opinions.
1: I try to always uh I mean if there is an emotional tinge to it, everything that I like to talk about has a logical underpinning to it. And it's always the it's always the logic that I feel is not really reported or represented in a lot of media.
0: Okay. Okay. Well that's, that's very satisfying. Uh, I I think we got a lot of uh, emotional um um aerobics out of this tonight. Uh so
1: in terms of being a Gug, is, it's, the, it's the inverse transfer function to political correctness, which we all agree is fascism.
0: Well, some people basically, actually basically, bathe in political correctness. Some people what? Bathe in political correctness.
1: Bathe?
0: Bathe. Like it, it's the ocean in which they swim.
1: Yeah, fascist.
0: Well,
1: not I just you know, do that. That's cool, but they can't yeah. walk around thinking that they're better than me because being uninhibited and being striving towards egotistical self awareness and, uh, you know, trans- transcending your ego, those things are superior than sitting around, you know, whatever the alternative is. So, okay. one or the other. Like, I don't really care if it, that's how they want to live in their little PC circles, but don't sit around judging my ass as though there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. You're just you know, too superficial to handle a real conversation. So,
0: Do you realize that the LGBTQ acronym actually goes on for like 22 letters?
1: Which is why the fact that they won't include fetish community indicates that they've been infiltrated by Marxism on a fundamental level and as, an, as a movement aren't worth saving, unfortunately, because once you've got that Marxist ideology in the core level, it just becomes uh, something that eventually self-destructs. You see the rift between LGBT and trans. Why is there? Well, probably because they're in some sort of oppression Olympics for who's more of a victim because of this whole— in terms of Marxist ideology, you can only ever uplift the, quote, oppressed class. So whoever paints themselves as oppressed ends up, you know, uh, getting, you know, saviorhood or whatever. It's basically a reincarnation of the Jesus fetish that this culture has through some sort of, like, quasi-cultural, quasi-political mythology. Wait a
0: second.
1: They're just clinging to residual sort of guilt fetish.
0: The Jesus fetish. You just you just solved a huge problem there, Jen.
1: Oh my God! I wish I the was with you because we I feel like we'd be giving each other a giant hug right
0: now. Um, <laughs> here's the here's the thing, okay? You said Jesus fetish. Now, what if we included Jesus fetish into LGBTQ?
1: What do fetish? you think a gug does?
0: Well, no, I mean. We would include that in the acronym as a, as a form of punishment because, because we know that a misogynistic backward religious person is not going to want to be included in the gay acronym, but we're going to, we're gonna we're going to shoehorn them in there uh Ooh. because they they have a jesus fetish so they are in fact fetishists. so um but they do belong they
1: in have there. biopic ideologies
0: I'm just trying to solve a problem Jen. i'm i'm trying to, to, to I use think we
1: are all basically every problem in 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 reality i do hope at some point we can talk about quantum mechanics i just posted three uh videos this week that is a really nice voice uh an, a tts emulator where it's like a british mm-hmm. guy like a really sort of gallant sounding man so i'm oh, thinking people yeah. could check that out i know it's um, hard to understand but if people sort of listen to it without quite focusing right on okay. it it can permeate your subconscious and help you think better
0: we're going to put a link to that video on the show's description so people can check it out. Um, oh, by the way, what do you think about the TTS generator for this show? I, the the uh, British woman, what do you think? Do you like it? Good, bad?
1: I'm not sure I've seen it.
0: It's not the show. When you listen to the show, it's the British woman's voice that starts off our podcast.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Okay. I,
1: want to get, I want to get on the main screen a GIF. That's just, like, science boobies, and it's just, like, have you ever seen the Yoko Ono piece of art where it's just a butt walking? No. Oh. Just basically a zoomed in on a butt, and it's like a tape on loop where they try to sort of sync it up so it looks like an in- infinite butt, but it's, like, just the same, whatever, thing
0: infinite on loop. Infinite butt. Infinite butt. I'd like butt. to do
1: that with, like, boob but CGI boobs that are just, like, always sort of a tiny bit sort of jumping. Not jumping, but almost like they're floating, but slightly being, like, swirling around. Mm -hmm. Is there any way we can get that on the main page of the website?
0: Uh, You have a a strong network of of, of loyal followers. I'm sure you could retain some of them for that duty.
1: Would it be physically possible to embed that onto the uh, site?
0: Yes, yes, In, in, in some way, shape, or form, yes. Because I
1: just feel like people at science boobies, maybe they, they want to just watch the screen for a while. But it's not interesting enough because my boobs are small and your dick is hanging there. But so if we just threw a couple of boobies that were just perpetual <sighs> sort of swirling. Perpetual
0: science boobies.
1: But yeah, perpetual- we could make, you know, science boobies. And if we could get somebody like who knew really well how to animate it, they would like sort of we could do a Christmas edition and stuff.
0: Could we do a Halloween edition?
1: I was just thinking that we must have like our brains on the same level right now because I really was thinking Halloween wow. would be so much better.
0: Okay.
1: I never got into Halloween honestly, and maybe in the future, now that I'm yeah. living my true self all the time, 100%, twenty four seven, maybe I will won't to, won't resent Halloween so much.
0: Um... I think that's a topic for another show, actually. Um, We're going to have to wrap it up uh, this week, Jen. so I want you to think of uh, a word we can use to close the show out, something really cool, so go for it. This podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the Internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2016 Intentional Schaffing Media Cartel. Music by Bent Sound. Listen to more episodes on scienceboobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.